0: Welcome to Unlearned, oh I'm Kat, and I'm Misha, and just a reminder, Unlearn is about us unlearning harmful narratives, and we're going to get right to it, unlearning mm. some shit. Are you ready?
1: She mainly means I need to unlearn.
0: Welp, sometimes yes. you be sleepwalking, boo. <laughs> I walked into a wall this week. <laughs> um, metaphorically, or maybe literally. literally, I don't know her life.
1: but in this case, it was metaphorically. <laughs> So in case y'all haven't heard, and I'm going to butcher her name, please, please just forgive me. But y'all know Shimamana Ngozi Adichie, Mm -hmm. oh, killed it, (laughs) said some transphobic things. Mm -hmm. Instead of paraphrasing it, we
0: just going to play it. Let her speak for herself. Yes.
2: Feminism's ultimate goal is to make itself redundant. So the hope is to get to a world where we no longer have to be ...labeled feminists because the world would be gender equal, and for that to happen, we need to have as many people on board as possible, and often my question is, what's the point? Is it about being part of this sort of special party that's exclusive and we can all get to be a little self-righteous about being better than other people, or is it about changing the world? And if it is about changing the wall, then how do we get there? So, for example, I think there are many, many young people all over the world today who are labelling themselves feminist, thinking about gender, even becoming aware that gender is a problem, because Beyoncé had that song. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes, sexes. You
0: wake up, darling,
2: Book you you say, and I'm just quoting, feminism and femininity are not mutually exclusive. When there was a controversy in the last few days about Emma Watson, the actor posing in a pretty revealing outfit in Vanity Fair, was that feminism? Do you think? Oh yes, of course, because it was her choice, and because she's a woman who is in a position to have a choice. There are women who might do that. But, but if it's coerced or if they're doing it from a place of no power, then it's questionable. But clearly, I mean, it, it's a choice that she's made. And, and for me, what's even more troubling is that idea. There's a kind of puritanical strain in certain um, ideas of what feminism is that, that I find very worrying because it means that women cannot be sexual beings. What this is really is about that a woman is either the slut or she's the serious person. And you have to choose. And I really quarrel with that. I really quarrel with that binary. Women have to be allowed to be many things. And so the idea that a woman has um, sort of posed in a way that's sexually provocative, it means she can't be taken seriously, I think is deeply misogynistic. Staying with this issue of feminism, femininity, does it matter how you've arrived at being a woman? I mean, for example, if you're a trans woman who grew up identifying as a man, who grew up enjoying the privileges of being a man... Does that take away from becoming a woman? Are you any less of a real woman? So when people talk about, you know, are trans women women, my feeling is trans women are trans women. I think if you've, been, if you've lived in the world as a man, with the privileges that the world accords to men, and then um, sort of change, switch gender... It's difficult for me to accept that then we can equate your experience with the experience of a woman who has lived from the beginning in the world as a woman and who has not been accorded those privileges that that men are. I don't think it's a good thing to conflate everything into one. I don't think it's a good thing to talk about women's issues being exactly the same as the issues of trans women. What I'm saying is that gender is not biology. Gender is sociology.
0: So, I was like... Feeling the first two minutes of that, and then one, I I didn't like how the question was phrased towards trans women. I did
1: not even catch the first time how problematic the question was.
0: Yes, and then like the response is more like obviously less than ideal or and highly problematic. But, Misha, the first time you heard this, like, kind of what was your what were your thoughts and your experience? So what was interesting is the
1: first time that I heard this, I wasn't even really paying attention to the language either of them was using. So first of all, the first time I heard it, I didn't even pay attention to the fact that Chimamanda was basically saying like, oh yeah, if you switch genders or if you lived in the world as a man, like those are things I'm pretty familiar with as somebody who's trying to learn and unlearn, but I didn't catch it Mm -hmm. the first time I listened to it. So after I heard this, the speech she gave and then I like turned it off, I wasn't really like doing any deeper analysis. I was like, okay, pretty cool interview and like went on about my day. <laughs> and then like an hour after I had seen it, it was like, Chimamanda transphobic. And I was like, wait, what? This interview, what's transphobic about this? You know, mm-hmm. it was so shocking to me because I i realized that there was just i didn't even have a lens on to even interpret why this was problematic
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i remember like reading a bunch of stuff and being like no like that seems pretty reasonable to me that like people who have like had the appearance of being male in this w- world could have received some pr- some male privilege like that makes perfect sense to me and i remember it message you messaging you and being like i need you to help me unlearn. help me what am i not understanding correctly so to me it was just it was just a moment where i was like oh okay because yes of course if you're trans you've didn't switch genders you've right. always felt like you're a you yes. know like it was just yes yeah it was a moment where i was like Wow. If I'm going to call myself an ally, I need to be able to pick up on stuff like that cuz guess what your girl was like, this don't sound problematic to me at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and like I I'm a, I'm glad that you were able to like kind of think critically about it and be like, I want to understand what like what I don't see, like why I don't see that I find this problematic, like I want to fully understand this side which is different from like a lot of people who are just like stand up in their opinion so God, i don't even know where whether i should start with the question or with the comment either way just like you're totally right the language about switching gender, genders as if that person has not lived their entire life as a woman mm-hmm. um i like one i find completely problematic and then to like think about male male privilege before transitioning if the person chooses to transition how if in your head like if your mind is telling you you are a woman and your body's betraying you how can you like you still hear the narratives that women hear but you're not but you can't commiserate with other women Mm -hmm. because they don't accept you Mm -hmm. the way you accept yourself and the way that you view and see yourself so it's just like, it seems like it's almost even worse or it's yeah. even harder. And it's not, it's not a privilege. It's an oppression. Just like being queer is an oppression. Like you might appear quote unquote heterosexual. I don't know I'm putting quotes around heterosexual. I should put quotes around appear, whatever. But if you like, if someone perceives your, your sexuality as um, heterosexual, and then says, like, homophobic stuff to you. Yeah. It's just, like, you're not really, like, there's definitely privilege in appearing straight, but at the same time, that doesn't stop you struggling internally and, like, having to deal with a different reality from what people perceive of you.
1: Well, and somebody pointed out to me, they were basically like you, you know, them to me, they were saying you have a very white way of thinking about, mm-hmm being transsexual. And then I was like, whoa, uh! <laughs> punch <laughs> to the face. <laughs> but they were so right because they were like, for, for trans women of color, you have to also think that this is much more complex mm-hmm. for people who can't necessarily afford to have a formal transition. Right. Think about how much more complex that is when you have people who are literally, you know living in poverty and who are dealing with this and who who are being kicked out of their homes because they mm-hmm. have this particular identity they were like think about that particular thing you know so Chimamanda is per you know perpetuating and at least seems to be speaking about a very white way of being mm-hmm. transsexual and not that that doesn't come with its own set of hardships you know I'm not transsexual I can't speak on behalf of people no matter what color or class you're a part of, if you are transsexual, I think that it's probably hard in this society.
0: And can I just do like a quick clarification? Um, Like when you say transsexual, do you mean people who have transitioned
1: Mm -hmm. specifically
0: or are we also including people? I mean both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you should just use trans then just to be more inclusive. So why? Correct me. Please correct me. Correct Um, me on air. (laughs) Uh, to say well also some trans people don't like the term transsexual Mm -hmm. but um, it just implies that they have made a physical transition through surgery while not and that's like also kind of like a thing of privilege to where you can afford that which is like no trans people can't and then there are like people who identify as trans who are just non-gender conforming who are Happy in their body and want to like and have their own like gender identity and are more feel more fluid among genders.
1: You are blowing my mind. I
0: well yeah okay. (laughs) Well, I just didn't want to like. I just didn't. I just wanted to help you unlearn. Thank you. There we go.
1: (laughs) No matter what, yeah, (laughs) class or color you are, I think that it has to be hard,
0: right? A no. hundred percent. A hundred. I mean, like, any any place where, like, people are still, like, openly discriminating, like, you know, you say the M word and, P- and you can lose your job. Mm-hmm. Right? And, or like, people consistently and commonly make transphobic comments, legislation, <laughs> people, like, transphobia is more or, more or less still acceptable mm. in our society, yeah. just like body shaming is. And it's like not one of those things that people haven't learned yet. Um, and that's just and there's I'm there's a a lot to learn for everyone, including myself, yeah. on like trans people and trans issues. But it's it's just like one of those I don't want to say one of those like newer things, but like honestly people didn't even start coming out as like mm. gay or bisexual until really the seventies. I mean, people were out, but it became a movement.
1: What are ways that you think that people can educate themselves on things like this? Because I know that for me, it's really helpful to have people like you to have other people who I can kind of say, "Look, I think I'm a pretty open minded person. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty accepting, and yet I'm over here calling people transsexual. You know, well, like <laughs> I'm over here, you know, and and it's." I'm a type of person that's like, no, like, correct me. It's Mm -hmm. not. It's not a problem for me. But I do know also some other people who are like, I want to be inclusive, but I'm afraid to talk about in areas that I just don't. I to talk Mm -hmm. about things I don't necessarily understand. Right. You know, and it's sometimes it's hard to Google. You know, like how do you talk about trans people? You know, like it's just not easy to Google, and so. I also don't feel like it's a trans person's job to educate everybody on what mm-hmm. it means to be trans or, like, trans issues. So yeah. It's just, sometimes it's... I can't play a victim here, so I'm like, sometimes it's hard. <laughs> but it is, okay?
0: <laughs> um, Like, there's definitely trans literature out there. I mean, obviously, like, Google is my number one base, so, like, you know, I, re- I rely on it, but I've you also... heard us I <laughs> Leave my actual bay out of this, <laughs> and it's um yeah it's it's tough, but I mean honestly, read literature by trans writers, mm. um, volunteer at the LGBT center, uh, like that's that's like my best recommendation. Like, definitely don't ask a trans person or any any person not in a position of privilege like what's it like what's it like to be black what's it like to be bisexual you heard what's it, it like here first be- folks what's it like to have a vagina what are you what's it like to like oh okay yeah anyway don't don't ask people in those um, like unless they're willingly sharing their story or they're wearing a sign Ask me about my oppression don't ask people mm.
1: interesting
0: yeah But that is that, and we were like trying not to be super serious. But you know what? I came out
1: wise
0: (laughs) (laughs) with wisdom. After last week's show, we were like, let's be lighthearted and let's do something really fun. And then we got all like. Sad and deep about transphobia. Let's bring them up, Kat. Let's so bring them up. We we're were lifting it up. What are we going to do? We are bringing back an Odie but goodie. Maybe y'all remember 30 some episodes ago where we did <laughs> out, Off the Head, Out of the Hat. Fuck. I forgot the name of the show. Questions
1: the, out of the hat. I freaking actually don't yeah, remember. Yeah, we what
0: it don't was remember called. the actual name we're of the we showed. It's
1: successful but now. We don't have to look at our past. <laughs> we,
0: But this is basically a segment where we've written a bunch of questions. We've tossed them in a hat, and we're just going to answer them at random. And it's probably just going to be a bunch of ridiculousness and tomfoolery. So get ready. Oh, you go on fire?
1: I'm going to go first. I wrote a lot of questions, so they're all going to be my questions.
0: (laughs) Okay. Tell me a story about a scar you have. Okay, well... They can't see my scar, but you can tell, you can tell us tell where it story. is. And you can tell a story about it. Um, Do I have to answer this, too? If you want to. Okay. You should. Yeah, we're going to both answer it. So I have a scar on my on like the top of my lip on the left side. And I got that scar because when I was a little kid, I slept too close to the edge of the bed. And sometimes I would fall off the bed. And one time I fell off the bed. My lip hit the frame. I went to my mom's room, covered in blood. be like, mom, I hurt myself. And she's like, ah! Because I woke her up and I was covered in blood. And I've had a scar ever since. Why were you so close to the edge?
1: Was you on a bunk bed?
0: No. Wow. I just liked sleeping close to the edge. That's how I live my life on the edge
1: oh my god i'm not gonna laugh at that i'm not gonna laugh at that <laughs> such a bad joke because that is terrifying i
0: uh, yeah it's just how i don't know why it's like i guess that's like where the cold air is i i like being overheated though
1: that's what i'm saying you do like being overheated. Mm-hmm. let me tell you about it's a fantastic. star i got because yeah? i'm not trying to talk about that at all. <laughs> On my left leg cap, right above my ankle, there is a scar. It looks like Nebraska. Ooh. I'm actually not sure I'm bad with states. (laughs) Let me tell you how I got this scar. I was in high school. I was trying to be in shape. I was running on the treadmill. I was like, run, run, run. (laughs) Then I was like, oh my God, I got to pee. So... Usually, what I would do is I would hit the stop button and then I would jump up and then put my legs on both sides of the treadmill. Mm-hmm. But this day, I was like, I can't do that because I gotta pee, and that's dangerous. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I hit the stop button and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm fast as a cat. I can do this. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna jump and put one leg on the side of the treadmill and hold my other leg up so I won't pee on this treadmill. <laughs> but that did not happen I hit stop I tried to do a one leg jump I fell on the treadmill that treadmill said it hit my leg took the skin right off (sighs) and now I have Nebraska on my left leg (laughs) listeners if you got an awkward (laughs) scar let us know sweet I'm gonna pull my question out you ready? Mm -hmm. you gonna answer this first okay oh Oh, you ready for this yes you're on a deserted island yes what's one thing you would bring and one person you would bring
0: um i would bring a water filtration system because i'm smart like that oh
1: hydrate
0: and then i would bring i would bring my boo because we're gonna die together
1: Dang, you should you could have brought your worst enemy and didn't give him any water. That's mean. Fair. That's (laughs) (laughs) just drink your water there. You got
0: coconuts? You got I'm look, I'm projecting a lot. I don't know what this island I was like, like. I know, you don't know this island. You've never been to this island. This island can have no resources. I wrote this question. It
1: got coconuts. (laughs) I've been on a coconut water cake. This got coconuts on this island.
0: What are you gonna bring? My
1: thing is a boat. Fair. (laughs) Bringing a boat, okay. (laughs) I'm gonna cruise off in the sunset with Bear Grylls. you know what? (laughs) He can do anything. Okay, he can build my water, my water filtration system. He can fish for me. He can build my shelter. Although we do got the boat,
0: right? (laughs) It's a yacht, actually. (laughs) Are we, are you stranded? Obviously, you're stranded somewhere with salt water because, I know, freshwater islands. I guess unless you're stranded in Mackinac Island, you're Listen, in the middle Kat, of Lake Listen, yeah, but Michigan, it don't matter because I got a boat and it got a safe. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, that just, there's a special process to purify salt water. Desalination. My boat got that on it, though. You, you know what I'm saying? Your boat has a desalination machine. Because it's a boat. Yeah. What? What kind of fancy ass jot do you have? What, in this can, way? I didn't tell you you had to give a water filtration system,
1: a little fancy Brita. I didn't tell you you had. That's the one thing you could bring. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who reached for the stars and brought a boat. Okay, <laughs> so don't put boundaries on my boat. You got what I'm saying? I said you got Brita. one thing. <laughs> what you gonna bring? And you said a Brita filter. Okay, and I said a boat. <laughs> Sorry to my partner, but Bear will be with me. <laughs> next question. On that note,
0: <laughs> dang, you did write a lot of questions. I told
1: you, Cat, we got <laughs> we gonna be biased. I'm almost gonna choose one of yours next.
0: What's the strangest talent you have? You go first.
1: <gasps> oh, I wrote this, but I don't notice what. Actually, I can peel an apple with my teeth. Okay, like literally, you know, a vegetable peeler. Mm-hmm. I can peel it off that clean it's insane that's impressive and then I eat a clean peeled apple cause I don't like peeling <laughs> this came from the fact that when I was little my grandma would always peel my apples for me mm-hmm. and then one day I don't know what age it was she was like I'm not peeling your apples no more <laughs> I don't know what kind of weird transition into adulthood that was like it was just one extra step But right. I was like I'm not doing this right. peel with my teeth I learned <laughs> now I still do it <laughs> what's yours cash uh...
0: Oh. I don't know. I don't really, I don't feel like I have strange talents. I can make my, my tongue can turn into a three leaf clover. Oh, wait, let me see. It's, it's like a lucky charm. Yeah.
1: Give me a spoon. Ew.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to
1: eat my tongue? No, vegetarian cat. <laughs> so weird. Next question. <laughs> I, um I picked one of yours your question cat have you ever said I love you first no because I'm a boss
0: Me- um, sh- I don't do that
1: why okay. not to be quite honest the, question is, the answer is no because I'm a scaredy cat
0: <laughs> I was
1: trying to, to sound like I was strong and that I didn't do it for a philosophical reason but it's really because I don't sleep on the edge like some people here okay
0: Sleep on the edge. Live on the edge. How no I matter am? what state, I'm on the edge. Um, no, I always say it first. Really? Yeah, yeah. Why? Just, well, sometimes I'm like a half wimp about it where it's just like, hey, so I've just been like kind of feeling this way for a while and like, if you if you totally don't feel the same way, that's totally cool and I'm really comfortable if you like, don't reciprocate, but I just kind of wanted to tell you that I love you. Okay, Cool. And then the other person's always like, I love you, too. And wow. Like, oh, <laughs> but, like, and with, like, Sam, though, I was just like, hey, I love you. He's like, I love you, too.
1: That is so scary to me. It is scary. I like but it. But it's terrible that I make the other person do it first every time.
0: <laughs> it's a very vulnerable position to so be in. Vulnerable. Yeah. It's scary. It's your boss f- for real. It just, it feels nice, like to, cause you know how you just feel all tight and tense and it's just like gonna explode out of your yeah. body if you don't know say it. That's how I now feel. I say it I'm all saying. the time. Well, that's because the seal has been broken.
1: I'm like, I love you. You got me food? Love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never tell me you love me and I tell you I love you all the time.
1: Fair. <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm a boss. I just said that. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> I love you, Kat, okay? Brutal. You're oh, just brutal. Oh my God. You should pick a question for this because it's ugly. Oh my God. Don't oh my have
0: God. me unlearn things about myself. You okay? know how I, hard I got I said, played. I love
1: you. I said it
0: Fine. Why is there a tension between Black Americans and Africans?
1: Wow. The African
0: wrote this mm. question the african what wrote this question. Wow,
1: why you got to be teaching me the whole episode? <laughs> I'm answering this first? Yeah. I'm speaking on something I don't understand.
0: Okay. But I've heard. Yeah, tell me what you heard.
1: One african.
0: Mm-hmm. Say,
1: <laughs> I've never been a part of enslaved people, so I don't know what y'all's deal is. That's why I'm leaving that your turn. You going to have to unpack Legit. that for the group.
0: My Listen. I think
1: that's,
0: okay, go ahead. Get, get. I was reading a uh, a thread the other day where this like one trick who is African is just like you black people think you're so special. You think that your your word speaks for the entire for all black people in all the world, and black Americans think they're so privileged and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Bitch, slavery!"
1: Right.
0: I I mean, like, I can't totally undermine the experiences of Africans because colonization is very real. But, one, I don't think that black Americans speak for all people. Right. Do they live in a country that is a world power? Yes. So they have some position. Did we have a black president? Yes. A a fellow African. Fellow African, so... He, I
1: it's
0: mean, half of me, half of you, ha- <laughs> and so it's. I don't think it's fair. From I've heard it from my own family, where they don't feel like they can relate to Black Americans, mm. and that's understandable because Black Americans have developed their own specific culture that doesn't translate universally, yeah. and. But I don't think that there needs to be tension between like the two of us. I just, I think that, like, one, my, like, my uncles and aunts and, like, my dad were really disappointed when they had American children. Mm. Like, they moved to America for a better life, but I don't think parents realize that their kids are going to be American, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got a little American in your own house. They got an American accent. They, they're singing, they're talking about American things. It's just, like, yeah a consequence of having your child born in America. You literally America. had them
1: in the United States. Right. They literally um, citizens.
0: And they, and like, they want you to maintain, so like in Sierra Leone and they want you to maintain like your Sierra Leone in heritage and your Sierra Leone and culture. And I've seen that with like my uncles and like his sons and that being a whole thing. And like with my sisters, that mm-hmm. being like a whole thing. Cause for, well, I, like, my sisters, their mom is Sierra Leone and, and obviously, our dad Sierra Leone. So, like, mm-hmm. they they got it, like, double down. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have an American mom, so it was very easy to assimilate into American culture. And, well, like, I've, I've always been American. I didn't need to assimilate. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's definitely, like, I've also heard Africans say, like, um... When Black people want to feel more connected to their roots, yeah. like you're similar or not simil- you're appropriating our culture.
1: And I've heard like, that too, actually.
0: Yeah. What is that about? I went to
1: this African salon, and there was a panel, and the women were like, "Stop trying to be African. You're not African. Stop trying to connect back to Africa. Do your own thing." And I was like, "Whoa, okay, I get it, but I don't get it." Right.
0: Like,
1: they they didn't come here
0: voluntarily we weren't migrant workers right. like we were enslaved peoples who uh were sold were captured sold and shipped like a rug from amazon like it's just
1: ridiculous <laughs> i don't
0: know <laughs> What? You said a rug. You could I don't know. I thought a rug. Can I pick another question? Yeah, next question. Jeez, you said a rug
1: from Amazon. I Goodbye.
0: <laughs> it's the first things in my mind. You're the winkest link.
1: Goodbye. You're just,
0: that was such a throwback to like sixth grade.
1: Yeah, I killed that.
0: My lord.
1: If you had, I underlined had. Good. <laughs> to marry any celeb, who would it be?
0: If I oh um, easy, Jesse Williams. Oh my God, no, Samira Wiley. It's a toss up between those two. Why? One. I love a black man who's like, "Hey y'all, can we just take this time to talk about how amazing black women are and how they don't receive the love and respect right. and humanity that they deserve?" At like a war show you know to get up and be like yo let's talk about how bomb black women are they and like they deserve respect but then also samira wiley is just so beautiful she's like just like my full-on celeb crush and that's not a good reason i don't really know her as you a don't person have but have a good reason okay maybe you're a celeb crush or who will you marry who do you want to marry
1: i got two words in an accent all right uh, barack obama <laughs> okay <laughs> no reason, because that's bad, guy. Okay. <laughs> Move over, Michelle. <laughs> no, but seriously, he's intelligent. He's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Those are all He true. was president. Mm-hmm. He loves black women. Mm-hmm. That's it. He is the one. You guys can also be biracial together. That's right. We could bond over it.
0: <laughs> You'd be like, isn't that complicated, Barack? <laughs>
1: right? We can call you that because
0: we're married. And you both were raised by your white moms and exactly. grandmas. Exactly. That way he would understand. Yeah. Ooh, and you both went to Ivy Leagues.
1: <laughs> oh, you, you guys have be a so lot competitive har- at the Harvard, uh, Harvard uh, Yale game. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, my team's going to win. And he would be like, no, my team's going to win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be beautiful. You guys actually have a lot in common. Yeah, I know. If I was only like
1: 40 years older and well, <laughs> Michelle.
0: <laughs> God.
1: He's only 55.
0: <laughs> you got a little too old for him. Um, my goodness. <laughs> what's one thing um, you would have your what? Is let me see this? this. What's
1: one thing you would have dang? What's one thing you would <laughs> save if, in your apartment or condo if it was on fire?
0: My dog.
1: Dang! What a quick and honest answer.
0: I'm assuming me, me, and my spouse are all, but I, I gotta say my dog. Sam was the
1: thing. Sam was the thing. He can't walk, and you just why can't he You know? just chose the dog.
0: I used to assume he no, could walk. Sam s- could walk. I just saved my dog. He saved himself. Good. He didn't save
1: you or Squanto though I got. Him.
0: <laughs> save yourself. Save yourself. <laughs>
1: what about you? listen i would do an army crawl grab my guitar mm. and just slide <laughs> i don't know how i would get out with that thing but i would <laughs> take it they always do those things they're always like you can replace anything get yourself out first i'd be like mm. but this is a pretty nice instrument <laughs>
0: <laughs> This is like the top of the line guitar so, <laughs> your girl gonna save it right quality um, can you identify as straight but have and enjoy sex with the same sex?
1: Interesting. I ain't different. I can answer that. Okay.
0: I'll be there. That's so, complex. So the reason this question came up is because I was like reading this article and this dude was <laughs> all like, I identify as straight, but I love it up the butt. From men specifically. He loves, like he loves dicks. And like, you know, people like dicks. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about how I feel about dicks, but um, I will say that's actually really hard for me to answer as a non-straight person.
1: Cat, what you have told me, what I have learned and unlearned, okay? That it's possible to be sexually attracted on a spectrum and to fall in love on a spectrum. Yes. So I can't answer this question. <laughs> Because I don't know what defines you as heterosexual. Is it your sexual preference or your emotional preference?
0: Yeah, and and that is the question. If you go straight by the word straight, I, that I did not mean it. No pun intended. But if you go like by the word, uh, it means to be attracted to a different sex. And it really has like it doesn't necessarily mean hetero, like to be hetero or to be homo romantic or bi romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's that's why this question is so hard. We should have never put this question because we don't have an answer.
1: No, we don't have to have an answer. But you know what? What it's a great question, and I think this is a question that if there is a a listener or listeners who are wiser right. than us, please let us know what you, you think. you know.
0: What I think, I think that if you choose like honestly have sex with whatever consenting adult that you want to have sex with and identify however you want no I don't know I feel as I said that I felt weird about it because like that's like me going around identifying as straight knowing that I like the ladies so I felt weird I got nothing I got no- I'm stop. I'm rambling I'm done
1: titles are so hard
0: They're impossible.
1: Labeling people is so difficult.
0: Like, I I I understand, like, labels because mentally your brain has to put things in categories for it to make sense. But in the reality of, like, humanity, nah. And
1: this would even be different if somebody said, I I wanted to see if I liked having sex with men. Mm -hmm. So I... Had sex once, and I didn't like it. You know, like, something like that. But it's, the person's like, right. I really enjoy this. Right. Last question. Oh. Okay. This Let's is see. a great last question. What is your self-care routine?
0: That is a good question. So, uh, I've been terrible at self-care lately, and uh, in, in just in general, like, fully- over the last year have not been taking care of myself the way that I need to um I guess for like for self care on like I meditate, mm. I try to like yeah, meditation helps me a lot just for like coming down and to get some mm. perspective and to just kind of reconnect with my body, mm. but like honestly, I'm garbage of self care right now.
1: I'm garbage. (laughs) One of the really weird things that I do that is not something I do in a, you know, just like, oh, on Sundays I do this. Mm -hmm. But one of my promises to myself was that I would take vitamins every day. And so every day at lunch, after I eat, I obnoxiously open my pill container that has (laughs) like four different vitamins in it and take them all. And my levels from last year to this year. We're so much better because I've actually been taking vitamins. And although I'm not like, oh, I'm so much more energized. it's (laughs) making a difference. But I also give myself a mud mask every Sunday. Mm. Why do you think I'm gorgeous?
0: I know. I am like, is that why you're so pretty, girl? Uh, Look at that skin. No, it's natural.
1: But it's also (laughs) the mud mask.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, green tea, meditation, and music. Mm. I like to listen to your music when I want to relax. Yay! oh that was okay thank you that's so sweet i do like like i'm not kidding when i serious? tell people that i love nisha's music kat's
1: one of my biggest fans
0: i really am i truly am i full-on am i'm always like listen to my friend's song it's so great and then they listen they're like oh my gosh she's amazing she's that's, that's what i said i told you she was amazing i didn't make it up
1: because people be making it up sometimes. P- oh, my God. Friend.
0: So many people make it up. I try
1: to be more confident. I'm a good musician.
0: You're at, you're an amazing, amazing Listeners, musician. you're going to hear
1: this when I'm giving a Grammy speech. Yes. I'm going
0: to be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that uh, wraps up our segment. Questions out of the hat. No, I guess, yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. And on with our final topic. Ooh. So, listeners, it's been a wonderful journey. We have made it to part six of six of Opt Out of White Feminism. Thank
1: God you didn't say a last six. I was like, don't say six, six, six.
0: Devil's number. Says the agnostic. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, I'm. we've reached our final topic, and it's by... A spectacular woman, bell hooks.
1: Oh, my God, lowercase b.
0: Yes, lowercase h. Fantastic. So um, this concept is called home place. And it's defined as the one site where one could freely confront the issues of humanization where one could resist. So um, more explanation and a more direct quote from bell hooks is despite the brutal reality of racial apartheid of domination one's home place was the one site where one could freely confront the issue of humanization where one could resist black women resisted by making homes where all black people could strive to be subjects not objects where Where we could be affirmed in our minds and hearts, despite poverty, hardship, and deprivation. Where we could restore to ourselves the dignity denied to us on the outside in the public world. Why is Bell Hook so deep? Why? I'm no longer, my name is no longer a proper now. I'm going lowercase after this (laughs) what an inspiration so misha would you would you agree that do you do you have a home place do you have like a spot where whether metaphorical or literal you go and you talk about resisting (laughs)
1: I think that for me, it's been a matter of having to build that or find people that I can have it with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so now, I would say I think that's our book club—the book club that we're in. Yeah, definitely. It's just a place where you don't necessarily have to perform, mm-hmm. where you uplift each other, where you're just constantly validated in your personhood, even if you're say well, I say stupid stuff half the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly, you know, it's just. It's nice to be around a lot of other people who are uplifting each other mm-hmm. and not having to perform narratives. So I would say that is my space. Thanks. What about you?
0: Um, this show and... I was going to say that too, but I didn't want to be corny. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like time that it's just like you and me talking... Venting, like trusting each other with information, knowing that the other person's not judging you, knowing that we can speak freely and learn and unlearn and be ourselves and be genuine. Um, I think that's really special. So I have home place with you.
1: Thanks for not dumping me when I was transphobic.
0: <laughs> I, thank you for tuning into our show today. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to read the credits. Uh you can like us on Facebook at Unlearn, follow us on Twitter at unlearn underscore shy, write to us at unlearnpodcast at gmail.com. Check us check out our website at unlearnpodcast.com. Thanks to James C. Green for our music and graphics special. You can find us on iTunes, Suture, and Google Play. Hit subscribe and rate our show. And check out our other sisters and brothers in the podcast game with post loudness. I'm, Misha. Oh stop dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you. Have a great day, y'all. Bye. Bye yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Post loudness. Audio.